Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another live episode. Man, I am your host, Arsenio, bringing to you today a coaching live session. You know what? I'm actually doing this for a friend because she recommended me to speak about this and whatnot, and I'm just so excited to be live again. I rarely, rarely do lives anymore because, of course, I have so much of, like, a really, really tough schedule to abide by, and it's very, very good to just have a schedule and whatnot, but... I wanted to do an extra podcast today because I pretty much slacked off. Well, I wouldn't say slacked off, but got real busy the last four days uh, of the week. And here I am on Monday kicking it off with some good stuff. So here we go. The question is, and this is what she wrote. She said, you know what? When you have the right mindset and positivity, but at the end of the day, negativity still lingers around. And it's beyond your control. Keyword, key phrase. Beyond your control. How can you still maintain positivity? So guys, this is probably the most critical component of life right here. Because if it's outside your control, why even bother? Now, I don't know about you guys, alright? But I'm the master of this, as I've actually put in the bio. You know, the things that I've been through in my life, again, it's very difficult to relate it to other people. But I'm going to give you some techniques, Whereas you could get out of it. But now, there wasn't much specificity that was involved in this message, right? So she could probably be talking about, I don't know, maybe workplace. She could be talking about, you know, I guess family. She could be talking about a lot of different things. And you know what? Gary Vee, of course, he always says, man, you, you know, you just have to make positivity louder. I remember there was a guy that was standing up and he was like, you know what, my dad's an asshole. He's such a bully. He does this. He does that. He started crying and Gary Vee was like, dude, I understand that, but you just got to make positivity louder. No, it's not that, right? It's how much is it affecting your life? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Now, let me give you an example from my life. Okay, now I dropped out of the, you know, the whiny bitch party, okay? And you know what? I ended up spending time with people who were winners. That's what I started doing probably about three years ago. I became very selective, and then I completely avoided toxic people at all times. So what did I end up doing to do that? Well, first and foremost, I had to learn probably the hard way, okay? My family and I, we no longer speak, okay? My mom probably posts a Facebook wall message once a year. I haven't spoken to my sister in three years as long as I haven't spoken to my brother. Am I content with that? I'm very content because I'm at peace with myself. And if anything happens between both of the parties, I know I did all I could to, to basically resuscitate or salvage that. So if we're talking from a family perspective, remember, I was riding on my high horse. At the end of May, what is it, at the beginning of June of 2012, I finished my visa, I came here to Thailand for six days, I ended up, of course, going to uh, Japan for seven hours and getting outside and going to the Chiba Prefecture, and then I ended up going to Hawaii for four days, where I met a girl, I forgot her name, and I completely blew that relationship, but it doesn't really matter. The point is, when I got back to America, I felt like I was on top of the world. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was on top of the world. So my mom picked me up at the airport. It looked like she had gained some weight. Okay. Came back home. I was sitting there with my sister for the first time having an unbelievable conversation with her for the first time. Very first time ever. Telling her you need to venture out and get the hell out of here. Because what I just saw over the last 10 days was magnificent. But you know what? 
when my brother came back around, I saw him later on that night. They were welcoming me back, and then I was back in that neighborhood with these these trashy beans at these, this trashy casino, and next thing you know, my older sister came along. She was living with us at the same time. There was no food in the refrigerator. You know, my mom, she was so delighted to see me. You know, I came downstairs, and she had a big smile on my face. She's like, are you okay? Are you hungry? Just an amazing woman, but, you know, after a while, I realized that there was just so much of a battle. Just an unbelievable battle between both parties. You know, my sister, she has one of the worst boyfriends on the face of the planet, you know. And all she would do is just complain about the same thing over and over and over. No action. I would give her everything. I would tell her everything. She'd just complain, complain, complain. Oh, I hate working at Dairy Queen. Oh, my God. What am I doing with my life at the age of 31, 32, working at Dairy Queen? I said, well, you know what? What is it that you really want to do? I don't know. Maybe I should go back to school. Yeah, okay. What's school, what's school going to do to you? What's school going to do for you? So she was on this constant trip of guilt, and then she was always bringing it back home, complaining about things that she never fixed, and it just blew my mom over one time, and they got in a big old fight. So how? Now you understand the situation in my house, but how was I able to get away from all that, okay? I had a brother that was very, very angry. He had to go through surgery because he developed these weird balls on his uh, on his back, which was really, really weird. Um, and of course it had to do from stress and work and all these things. So here he is at the age of, oh my God, 26 years old at the time going through surgery, back surgery. Sad, isn't it? And you know what? We ended up getting in an argument over something so ridiculous. And of course it always stemmed around money. And so what I needed to do, I was like, okay, he's never going to change. He's always going to be the angry, disgruntled asshole. But how can I sustain myself? Well, you know what? I'm looking at these headphones right now, and they were made by Bose. The Quiet Comfort 15s, these, this is, of course, like a four- or five-year-old version. But when I, anytime I would hear complaining, I would stick those headphones on. They're noise-canceling. So once I stuck them on, or once I put them on, hey, you know what? I can't hear anything. Why? Because I knew it was all about my inner feelings and everything that was going on within me. The circumstances on the outside, it has nothing to do with me. So I would stay away from my home as much as I possibly could. Like, I would, you know, I would go out with people. I remember there was this guy named Eli. I didn't really like him. I remember I went to his house for a full day one time just so I could avoid my family. And so, yes, during the Christmas time, it was really good leading up to it. Next thing you know, when it led up to it, my mom didn't have a thing. And next thing you know, there was a guilt trip. I don't have any money. I don't have any money or I don't have any money. My brother got in a big argument with my uncle. It was the same thing, guys. When it came to me, I said I would never... Go back and see my family ever again. Why? Because they are just too goddamn negative. That's how toxic it is. You, that, that was the toxicity of what they were emanating out. And you know what? It's amazing because Lisa Nichols, she was like, you know what? Love toxic people from afar. Lisa Nichols said, love toxic people from afar. Now, I have no hate in my body whatsoever about my family. My mother, she could have dumped us off a very long time ago, and I could have been the biggest fuck up and probably dead a long time ago if she did not take us in, but she loved us. And my mom still does love me. The thing is, she doesn't really know how to approach the situation. That's completely fine. I've tried reaching out on a number of occasions. Hey, whatever it is, it is what it is, and hey, let bygones be bygones, you know? But what you have to do is just, again, that was the technique I did. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and buy noise-canceling headphones, but you know what? Does any of that negativity have to do with you? My youngest sister would stay just in her room all day away from everyone. Why? Because everyone was just so negative. 
the neighborhood we lived in was negative. It was a just it was an endless cycle. There was no escaping any of it. And so that's in terms of family. And I guess you could say friends. Now, of course, if you have friends, man, you drop them real quick. And I'm not saying just drop them. And Gary Vee says, you know, drop one loser friend, add a winner friend. Okay? I'm saying to a perspective, don't just completely take someone out of your life. You have to ease into it. See, once you start easing into it, you know, instead of spending so much time with them, start spending time with winners. Go to conventions. Try meeting new people. Join Facebook page, uh, pages and stuff like that. That's very, very important. And then it all comes down to conditioning. A lot of people would say, man, how are you just so positive? I had two uh, new students yesterday. And she, they were like, oh, my God, you have such high energy. Why are you so positive? I was like, man, because I've been through absolute hell. And now I know what freedom feels like. You know what I mean? Like everything I've been through has prepared me for these moments right now. But anyways, that's how I developed such a positive mental attitude, which is, of course, a book I would recommend by Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill's Positive Mental Attitude, because right after that book, a lot of things changed. But when it's out of your control, who are you actually talking about? So when we get into the workspace now, dropping out of the Ain't It Awful Club, oh man, I mean, come on, a lot of us, we could talk about that any given day. Now, a lot of you don't know this story, because I haven't told it in a very, very long time, but I used to work with the teacher's name was Hubert, Okay from the Netherlands. I don't know how he was living here. Apparently, he had gone through a breakup. Apparently, he had children, but his children weren't talking to him. Finally saw his girl, his gr and you know, and she's like 20 years old, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't really understand any of those situations, and that's why I don't deep dive in it, because if I deep dive into those types of, of lives, I'm gonna find some really nasty stuff on these specific individuals. So, this guy was never grateful. He was never happy. I remember the first day we started working at a company by the name uh, oh my god it's like Swarovski the jewelry place uh, it's like I don't know some company they have out there in northern you know in the northern part of Bangkok terrible place uh, I was working there and I remember these Thai women would show him all the love in the world they were like oh my god teacher teacher they would look at me like I was a poor piece of garbage but they would just look at him with hearts in their eyes. But after we finished work every day, I was like, hey, so how was your class? He would just complain. We would cross over the bridge. Oh, my God. Complain about every single detail. This guy was conditioned to complain, obviously, because his wife left him because apparently he was a neighborhood drunk. This guy was at the age of 52, had a 19-year-old girlfriend. I'm not judging a man, but you know what? Let's be honest. Let's be real honest. A lot of people will say, oh, that's true love. You're bullshitting with yourself. His daughter's 20. He has a daughter that's older than his girlfriend. Come on! Stop it. Nonetheless, I ended up just staying away from him because he was just so nasty. He would be very, oh my God, just a, not good whatsoever. And again, there were so many complaints with him because he wouldn't do this, he wouldn't do this, he wouldn't do this. And it would just keep going on and on and on and on. He would end up trying to take some of the students home, which would be an absolute you know, an absolute no-no in this country. You could get fired from jobs if you try hustling the students out of, of course, going there to that specific language school. And da-da-da-da-da-da. Next thing you know, I ignored him, and then he ended up Googling my name. Saw that I had a podcast. Started listening to my podcast. One day, I still remember, I have that somewhere on my Facebook post. I had about 70 plays in one day. I was like, oh my god, I've arrived! I finally started delivering a lot of different things. Hell no. Those were all the teachers. 
at that specific language school that ended up doing a lot of research on me. They started taking out all these little things. Oh, you're talking about me in this. You said this. You said that. I got a verbal warning, and I should have quit right then and there, too. I think this had to be probably 2000. Yeah, this had to be 2016 because I ended up just... um, what I, I ended up just fending them all off. And this was the Ain't It Awful Club. You had four ugly, you had four overweight, obese, okay, British guys sitting in a room complaining to each other about their wives and about Thailand. You came here to marry a woman. What did you expect? I dropped out of that club. And then I became the topic of talk. People hated me. People would judge me. People would say this and that and this and that. And you know what? I said, you know what, man? It's all good because the lady likes me. These specific teachers like me. The front staff likes me. It's all good. There was one guy that would complain because he said, oh, you sound too entertaining. And this guy was like a militaristic, just ridiculousness. And, of course, he was peddling an illegal business. Who knows what? I don't know. Like I said, I don't dig into people's lives. But at that specific moment, man, I could not give up. I could not throw in the towel. I could not quit because that means they would win. But at the end of 2017, I had to throw in the towel because I was not learning anymore. See, guys, you have to become aware who you're spending time with. Whoever it is that's negative in your workplace, stay away from them. If they're friends, you got to drop them. If they're family, put put some headphones on or just stay in another room. Or if it's becoming so toxic to the point it becomes abusive or it's very physical and whatnot, you got to get the hell out of there. These are some things that you have to ask yourself because, again, this is why I'm possibly so independent because I love my alone time because I have so many things to do and so many people to inspire. I just love doing what I do. Yeah, I still hang out. I have my fun time on Monday and Wednesday evening. I meet up with some friends. I do this. I do that. It's wonderful. Yes, very grateful. But at the same time, I don't – if I have someone else live with me, there could be a big issue. There's going to be a conflict of – there's going to be a number of things that just does not – if we don't coincide with one another, right? So again, you know, there are some things that you're just – again, you got to be selective. You got to avoid all of that. And if it's beyond your control, I mean you're much better off. Like I said, that workplace I ended up leaving. Hubert ended up quitting himself. He ended up complaining about a lot of things and tried getting his job back. And the lady was like, oh, hell no, I don't want him back. Not as long as I'm here. The next you know, the the other coordinator came back. And then all these other things, you name it, it was just a nasty environment. Every Saturday, there was a big fat guy named Gary. He would come in and, oh, he was just an angry. Well, I wouldn't say he was an angry individual. He's probably the most remotely cool guy there. Uh, before, but next thing you know, apparently I was talking about other people. He didn't like it, so he stopped talking about me. I would walk past these people for three years and not speak to them. Three years. 2016, 2017, it just literally a tad last January, which I don't even consider that. I don't even consider that to be, um, I wasn't even working there often. I was working there maybe two days a week, and I would just come in with my headphones and hurry up and leave. That place was already dead to me. So, guys, what you need to do, ask yourself, is it really killing you? You do have the awareness, and that's the best part because a lot of people aren't aware that they're even in those types of situations or those toxic relationships and stuff like that. You know, if it's a relationship, okay? I remember, you know, I told you guys at the beginning of last year, 
had myself, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dating. And again, from Vietnam and whatnot. And I remember it was just going downhill after a while, just as it was going downhill with another relationship at the other time. Well, probably a year prior. And when that energy is so high at the beginning, the next thing you know, there was just complaint after complaint. There was just taken for granted. There's no thanks. There's no this. There's no that. It's the littlest things. Can't make them happy. That's it, man. There's nothing else you can do because in all your attention units are going to be, you know, oh, I need to make this person happy. Make this person happy. This person happy. Happy, 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 happy. You just forget about everything else. If it's a relationship, oh, there are a lot of things that you would have to ask yourself. But I'm just talking about in general the message that I got. So, again, being selective, especially with the people you hang around with, uh, surrounding yourself with successful people. If it's your home life, try being outside as much as you can. Um, If you don't have the money to, of course, move out, that's all good. Just stay there. Have that place, you know, just a place to sleep. If it becomes so unbearable, I mean, I left the country. I literally left. And you know what? My other job in the south of Thailand, it it had become so unbearable. To the point that, like, after my classes, I would just go home. I wouldn't clock out or anything because I knew they would have to pay me at the end of the day. At my last job, remember last, yeah, the place I was just talking about, you know, Mr. Hubert and, you know, the the sex tourists, wife tourists, and the, the illegals. Yeah, it became so unbearable to the point where I just, I started getting chest pain. I started getting anxiety. I, I would always ask myself, oh, what's next? What's next? I would go downstairs, I would eat at the, the supermarket, and I would get to work just one minute before class start, just so I could avoid everyone. I wouldn't say anything to anyone, I wouldn't, you know, I would speed pass, I mean, it was just nasty. So when I actually got that message, I don't know, sometime in February last year, um, and he was like, oh, we decided that we're just going to take your classes and give it to someone else to ensure a smooth transition. It's funny because in my mind, I had already made up that I was just going to cancel, 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 cancel until my visa and my work permit expired. So again, guys, there are so many, there are a lot of different things, but you know what? If it's killing you inside to be at home, to be at that workplace, I need action. You're going to have to take the necessary action. And you know what? If you don't take action, then what's the point? You're going to sit there, you're going to keep on complaining about the same things, you're going to keep on doing the same things that just completely drive you crazy, and you know what? I'm not with that. I'm going to need you to do something. So, I hope this has helped. Guys, if you have any more questions or anything more specific, I would love to ask those. I would love to answer those on Facebook Lives and whatnot, so guys, just let me know. With that being said, man, thanks for tuning in to another one. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.